Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Game Changers. I'm so excited because you know what? We have our very first interview of season three slash of 2020. I am so excited because I actually sat down and spoke to one of my clients all about stepping into the CEO role in your life and in your business. It was almost like we sat down and gave you step-by-step what you need to do if you are a side hustler, if you are someone who works in a nine-to-five and is dreaming of having an online business to get you to that full-time role and how to approach it from a very mindset-based yet practical way. I know a lot of people get really confused when they're, you know, starting their personal development journey, especially with advice like act as if, just pretend and you'll be there. I know I was really confused when people were saying that in the beginning of my journey, and yet we give you a different approach on this. How do you actually work towards that dream life, step into that role of that CEO without making your brain basically say, what the hell, man, like stop lying. So I'm going to stop rambling. We are going to just jump into this episode. It is a juicy one. Definitely, definitely, definitely make sure you do go follow Ali. And of course, if you did enjoy this episode, please do share it on your stories on Instagram. Let's help get this message out to as many people as possible, especially now at the time of this recording, as we are going through the pandemic that is the coronavirus The more positivity that we can spread, whether it be through mindset content, health content, business content, anything that brings normality to our circumstances right now, I think is a great thing. So definitely get this out to as many people as possible so that they can have some relief on their feed from all of the dire stuff that they are seeing at the moment. Anyway, I love you all. Stay safe, stay stay safe and sanitized. I feel like that's my catchphrase at the moment. Um, But yeah, let's jump into the episode. everybody and welcome back to another interview for the Game Changers podcast. Oh my gosh, we haven't done an interview on here all year. So Ali, you must feel very honored right now that you are the first interview of 2020. I mean, if you could see me, I'm flipping my hair. I'm very excited. <laughs> Thank she you. actually did just do a hair flip. Um, so I'm so, so, so excited to speak to Ellie. Not only is she an incredible entrepreneur, an incredible business coach, but she also just happens to be one of my most amazing clients. I tell her all the time that she is like the actual depiction of my ideal client. So I'm super excited for us to have this chat together because specifically Ellie has some amazing ideas around 
entrepreneurship, side hustling, and what it means to actually step up and be a CEO in your own business. And this is something that I don't feel like enough people talk about, you know, how passionate I am about mindset and how it really can influence the results that we get. So I'm so excited to dig into all of this. But of course, the standard podcast intro for those who haven't met you yet (laughs) your whole like little spiel who are you where you from what you doing yes yes so hi my name's ellie um and i'm a business and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs no (laughs) (laughs) this is how i read my goosebumps books (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it was like my news reporter voice you know like hi and welcome back no all right seriously hi i'm ellie um yeah i am a business and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs specifically side hustlers who are like sick of working at their nine to five and just are so ready to become their own bosses, make their own money, have financial freedom, work with dream clients, all those amazing things. Um, Obviously I'm from Australia, um, as you can tell by my lovely accent. I know people comment on it all the time. Like, I love your accent. I'm like, what accent? But What accent? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I've been in business for a couple of years now, but I started my, I would say my entrepreneurial journey quite young. I was about 14 and a half, 15 when I got my first um, DSLR camera for my birthday from my dad, actually. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be a photographer one day. And, you know, I tried the photography side of things. I photographed weddings. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was pretty cool. I actually didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I did all sorts of things. You know, I told you I'm an entrepreneur. So um, yeah, I did like wedding photography and all of that. And then eventually, you know, whilst I was working at a day job, I got into blogging and growing my Instagram and became a, you know, quote unquote influencer and really just dabbled in entrepreneurship in all different ways. And eventually, I think the tipping point for me to actually take my business seriously was, I can never remember the year because I always feel like I'm in a time vortex, but I think it was 2016 that um, I was actually made redundant from a full-time day job. It was like a five-minute meeting, like, come in my office, pack your shit, see you later, bye, we don't need you. And I was like, what? Like, my whole world just came crumbling down. I think from that day, um, even though I had just one more day job after that, which was a part-time job, and I loved that one, I think from that moment, that's when I was like, I'm going to be my own boss. Like, I don't care what it takes. I don't care what I've got to do, how much I've got to invest. Like, I've got to do this for myself because no one is going to tell me if I have a day job or not. Like, I'm in control. So that was a real big turning point for me. Yeah, I love that. That is such a great story, specifically because at the time of this recording, we are right in the midst of one of the most craziest experiences the human race have been through in quite a long, long time. We're recording this right in the middle of everything that's going down with the coronavirus. And I just think that you say, what you've just said is so powerful. Traditionally, a lot of people think that go get the nine to five, you know, that's the most secure thing. But both with this coronavirus and with that story you told us, we've just seen more and more how unsecure having a job actually is. I've seen a lot more people who are afraid who have a job at this mm. point in time, then I have seen entrepreneurs that are afraid. You know, entrepreneurs are like, I'm it, I'll make some money, I'll do something, I'll do what I can, I'll thrive. Yeah. yeah. And yet it's it's the people who have jobs who are feeling feeling the heat of it at the moment. And I think that's such a powerful thing. So like what's your experience from because I know you said that you work with a lot of side hustlers, mm-hmm. like making that transition from 
going and feeling like, oh, I've been trained my whole life to get a nine to five job, that that's the most secure way. Like, how do you help people to break down that mindset? Yeah. And you know what? That's the biggest part of it. I can literally list off every strategy that I did to go full time. But what I help my clients with most is the mindset because there's so much that comes up because it's not only today's society that makes you feel like you have to, you know, go to school, go to university or college, um, you know, start your way like from a really shitty job, work your way up the corporate ladder until you retire at 65, 75. And, you know, then you've only got a few years left of your life. To enjoy, yeah. And it's not just today's society. Like, that's generational. Like, that shit's been going on for a long time. And so, you know, a lot of fears and a lot of anxieties come up when you're in that stage, especially those last couple of months before you do take that leap to full-time. You know, you're starting to get more clients. Your visibility is starting to build up. Like, the momentum, you know, the snowball is really starting to build now. And I think that's typically when people either you know, push forward and like keep rolling the snowball and just go, you know, I've got to push through these fears or, you know, that's where they usually back down and say, oh no, like maybe I should sabotage. stay in nine to five. Yeah. yeah. And they self-sabotage definitely, you know, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, like I've seen people do it time and time again, where they're almost at the brink of going full time and then they self-sabotage, you know, they, they start losing clients, they drop off the face of the earth um, or, you know, they give into their limiting beliefs, which is very common. So I think some of the main fears that really do come up for these women is obviously the societal beliefs of this is wrong. This is not what I'm meant to be doing. And I think especially as women, I think that's a really big thing is as women, you know, for so long and for so many centuries, we've been told this is what you do. Your job is to be a mum. Your job is to clean the house. Your job is to do X, Y, and Z. And that's it. You know, like we've always kind of had this social conditioning to be, act, look, talk a certain way. And I think what I'm really passionate about is helping these women to give themselves permission. Like I give them the permission, but they have to give themselves the permission to feel comfortable stepping outside of that. And I'm not saying that it's not scary, even when they give themselves permission, but, you know, giving them a safe space where they're like, okay, like I can do this. And I do give myself permission to, you know, do something outside the normal. Because it's way more fun outside the normal. Oh my God, it's so much more fun outside the normal. But how does someone start to identify? Because, okay, so say they're a side hustler, things are starting to pick up with the momentum, Mm -hmm. they're starting to get clients. What are some of like the pre-warning signs of this self-sabotage creeping up? How can someone identify and stop Mm. themselves from sabotaging their efforts and moving that that goalpost of being able to leave their nine to five job further and further away. Yeah. I think one of the telltale signs is usually if you start to feel really overwhelmed when you're looking at other people online, Um, you know, typically known as imposter syndrome is when you go online, you're showing up as you normally are, you know, the momentum is built, you're super visible, you're growing your personal brand, all those things. But as soon as you start to feel yourself slipping into the pattern of, comparing yourself to others that's probably the biggest one Mm -hmm. and starting to feel like you should be you should be further along than you are even if you're comparing yourself literally to nothing like you're comparing yourself to yourself I'm so good at this ask Karen um but you know what I mean like if you're feeling like I should be further along than I am or you're comparing yourself to others that's a really telltale sign that you're starting to feel like um you know self-sabotage is is potentially 
going to come up. Yeah. Um, so I would say if that comes up, definitely, obviously the logical thing is to limit the amount of time that you spend consuming, spend more time creating. Um, but also I think surrounding yourself with people, whether it is a coach or a mentor, or if it is just, uh, you know, some mastermind friends or business friends, but people that push you, people that support you and hold you accountable is really key because again, you know, I have had conversations with clients who've had friends that whilst they're amazing friends, when it comes to business, they may not push them, you know, oh, your prices are too high. You need to like take a step back, et cetera. But what you really need is the clients or, um, sorry, is the friends or the, the people around you that are like, no, you can do this, you know, keep going. You're almost there. Um, cause yeah. it can feel really lonely during those stages. And I think that's when people start to self-sabotage cause I've got no one to bounce ideas off. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, we're obviously speaking about, you know, society is giving us all these ideas of what life should look like. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for a lot of women who've decided to take that step outside of that box, the people in their, you know, everyday life still have those societal fears. And when mm-hmm. you do lean on a friend or a partner or someone in your family, they can influence you with their best of intentions, but negatively. And I think that's why I'm also passionate about, you know, surrounding yourself with entrepreneurial friends, coaches, mm-hmm. masterminds, all of these things, because it sometimes is just that small support network that you have around you of people cheering you on that can push you over the edge, that can push you over the line, that can get you past those fears because the fears are going to be there, right? The fears yeah. aren't going anywhere. Exactly. Definitely not. That's why even coaches have coaches just like Ali said, you know, mm, not, yeah. um, I'm into any of this and nor am I, but I think that's why having those people around you to push you through those moments is so important. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Definitely. So you speak about something I love. I love when you speak about this is this kind of like stepping into the role of the CEO because that's obviously a hugely important factor for this transition as well is Mm -hmm. how does one go from being in that kind of like employee mindset, working in their business, you know, really not being able to necessarily manage their time without the accountability of someone else. But the whole aspect of it, like what does, let's just start at the beginning. Like what does being an actual CEO look like? Because I know for you, it's not like, let me wear a fucking pantsuit and be all like professional. You're all about like the bunny slippers yeah. and like the chilling <laughs> at home, but yet your message is so aligned with like step into your power. Be yeah. the CEO. So what does that actually look like? Yeah. And I think you've kind of just explained it in the most perfect way is like, for me personally, being a CEO is about, yeah, chilling at home, like being comfortable in my own house, sitting in the garden, working, like literally sitting here with leggings on with dog hair all over them. Like that's the CEO version of me, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think the the mindset of a CEO in the corporate world is, you know, big corner office, like big bright windows, suit. And if you're a female, maybe you have to wear like super high, high heels, which I hate. Mm. And, you know, you've got to have red lipstick on and have your hair professionally done every single day. And, you know, just be looking super glamorous, which if that's your style, that's your style, right? I'm totally not dissing that. But to me, being a CEO is different from person to person. Like you and I may share some characteristics, maybe the dog hair, you know, from Harvey. Like, you know, I'm sure we might have some similar I'm things. Laughing. I'm laughing because I have air blow dried bouffant hair right now. Yeah. <laughs> like a messy bun on top of your head. We love. 
<laughs> but that's right. You know what I mean? Like everyone's version of a CEO is different. But to me, I think the idea of being this next level CEO version of you isn't so much about what you look like or things like that. Of course, that comes into it. You want to dress and look how it empowers you and excites you. If that, even that, if, even if that is, you know, your hair all buffy and in a messy bun on top of your head, that's fine. But it's also about just embodying the version of you that you want to be because so many people, entrepreneurs, especially, and side hustlers, especially have these big dreams, like naturally, like we're entrepreneurs, but we have these big dreams and we have these big goals and ambitions and we're so excited by them. But the missing piece to the puzzle is we're not taking action on that now. And we're going, Oh, when I'm more confident, then I will blah, blah, blah. Or when I'm, as CEO, then I will blah, blah, blah. But what the important part of this whole piece is, is that you've got to start embodying that version of you now. So obviously you want to work out what kind of CEO are you? You know, are how, you yeah. how, how does someone do that? Because that's what I was going mm-hmm. through in my mind then. So yeah. in your opinion, like if someone's like, I don't really know, because that was the thing that honestly was challenging for me in the beginning. I was like, I thought the CEO version of me would look different or needed yeah to look different. Yeah. And so I was constantly trying to design this version of myself mm-hmm. and it was trying to just basically design someone else. So how does someone yeah. who's again, just in their nine to five job, still yeah. an employee, like, f- I guess the first step is designing mm-hmm. that CEO version. How, how does it differ? Yeah. I think is yeah. what I'm trying to ask. Definitely. I mean, the first step is, and I kind of said it before is like, don't consume Um, one of the biggest things that, you know, affects a lot of newly, you know, new into business entrepreneurs or side hustlers is comparing themselves to others. So when you're wanting to get clarity on like, what does the CEO version of me look like is to try and avoid looking at what other people do. And even if you have to take a, so if you know that you're going to go through this process of identifying like, who's the CEO version of me and how can I become her? Like go off social media for 48 hours, like have the weekend off social media purposely don't consume information or content or emails or anything from anyone and really start to, and even if you want to go into a meditation or a visualization or even just scripting in your journal, like there's some really practical, tangible things you can do, but start to really tap into like at the core of who I am as a person, not as a business owner, who I am as a person, what does my dream life look like? You know, where would I be living? How would I be feeling? Like if I could live my absolute dream life, how much money would I be waking at making? You know, who would my friends be? Who would I be surrounding myself with? And just starting to really question you as a person, like I said, not as just a business owner, because obviously we want to create our businesses around our lives. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself that first, not you know, how many team members will I have and what will I wear in the office every day? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like really think about your life and you as a person and what you value the most. I think that's where you need to start, but make sure that you're not being influenced by others by taking that little bit of a detox and even getting yourself into the right state. You know, music that you love um, is a really great way to do it. You know, dancing around the living room, journaling, scripting, meditating, whatever you do to get yourself into your best and most positive and excited, I would say, state, 
that's probably what you want to do before you start thinking about your CEO self. Because if you've had a really shitty day and you're like, okay, cool, like Ellie and Erin said that I should sit down and, you know, identify what my CEO version of me looks like. But, you know, like your car broke down, your partner's being an asshole and dinner's, you know, cold on the table. Worst timing, but you could do it. It's going to affect you. So make sure you're in a positive state before you do it. Okay, so then say someone sits down in the great state, they take you know, maybe a Saturday afternoon, they really do these exercises, and then they say, okay, so the CEO version of me, I guess the thing that you're saying is like, what's the habits, what's the routines, what's yeah. the rituals, what's the mindset? Okay, so say that person was like, I wake up at 8 a.m., I work out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's what this real boss version of me looks like, but then mm-hmm. come Monday, they got to wake up at 6, get on the train and go to the job they hate. Yeah. Like, how do they start bringing in that CEO version when it does look so different to the life that they're currently living. Yep. And sometimes that happens where your current life and your vision for your, you know, CEO life is vastly different, but that's where I think you've got to have the, the deep desire, the deep rooted desire to make it want it right to want to make it happen. Yeah. But also I think the biggest thing is, you know, knowing what you need to do is one thing but creating a plan and actually doing it is another, like put it in Asana, put it in your Google calendar, start to set yourself up to actually action those things. And if it is something outside of your control, like for example, if right now you're in a day job and you work, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday, let's say that that's your current routine and your goal is to work from home four hours a day, four days a week, obviously that's drastically different. So what you would want to think about is reverse engineering it. If my goal is four days a week, four hours a day, and I'm currently full time, how can I get myself to that point? Okay, well, I know I need to, obviously, I need to go full time in business. How can I get myself to that point? Okay, maybe I can work with a coach and fast track it. Uh, Maybe I can join a mastermind. Maybe I can join a course or read more books or start to really ask yourself, if I reverse engineer this all the way from four hours a day, four days a week back to at a full-time day job, it'll start to give you clarity on on those steps. Cause you may need to get, maybe you need to quit your current job and get a part-time job in between, you know, maybe it's not straight from a nine to five full-time to, um, you know, being in business full-time. Maybe there's actually a step in between that where you drop back to casual or to part-time. So really ask yourself what steps are between there And then start holding yourself accountable. If you don't have a coach, if you don't have a mentor or anyone, entrepreneurial friends to hold you accountable, you're going to have to hold yourself accountable. Accountability is everything when it comes to actually actioning these things. That's so powerful because I think what I'm hearing you really say is you hear a lot of spiritual people talk about this and they just say, act as if, act as if, you know, and that's a really difficult thing for a lot of people to grasp. But to me, what it sounds like you're saying is radical self-acceptance about where you are and where you want to go. You know, a being a CEO is more about saying, right, this is my vision. Mm-hmm. These are the steps that I need to take to get there. And I'm taking full responsibility for those steps. Yeah. Is that what being a CEO of your own life looks like it's more so just taking control of the situation rather than just hoping it's all going to play out well if you pretend Mm -hmm. that your life is different. 
Exactly. You've nailed it on the head. And I always heard, you know, when I first started, you know, getting more into the spirituality side of things and really starting to create my life by design and getting into manifestation and stuff, I heard so many people saying, act as if, act as if, you know, pretend that you do. But that doesn't work. Like your unconscious mind is like, what a joke. That's not legit. Like I'm a millionaire. No, I'm not. It's not going to work. Your brain won't believe it and you'll fall back into the same patterns. So definitely you have to have radical self-acceptance. That is the first key to change is like awareness. Like you have to know where you are and where you want to go so that you can reverse engineer all those things in between. But like I said, also making sure that you are holding yourself accountable because even if you create the plan, even if you know what the action steps are, if you aren't actually doing it, you know, you can't complain in a year's time when nothing's changed. Yeah. Can we go through like, cause I know you said you've got all the strategies, but I know that could be like a 10 day podcast <laughs> recording 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days. Um, but can we break it down to like the top three, like mm-hmm. just a, let's create a situation where say I'm an entrepreneur, sorry, I'm a entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my nine to five job now. I yeah. know I want to start a business. I know maybe what type of business I want to start, but I just, I know where I want to be. And you're telling me to reverse engineer, but there's a gap in my knowledge. Like, yeah. So I'm starting to listen into podcasts, you know, what, mm-hmm. how can I fill that gap? Mm-hmm. Like, what would your advice be to that person? What is step one, two, and three to start moving them towards that CEO dream life? Yeah, definitely. So one of the biggest keys, I would say the first key is you need clarity, like clarity on as much as you possibly can. Now, one thing I really want to preframe this with is clarity comes from taking action. Yeah. Don't sit there and be like, oh, I need to get clear on everything before I do anything. You know, I need to be clear on exactly who I'm targeting before I at least put out one piece of content. No, it doesn't work like that. Take action. But clarity is really key in business. If you don't know what your goals are, if you don't know, you know, what you're actually wanting from your business or where you want it to go, it's going to make it a lot messier and a lot harder for you to navigate. So I would say get really clear on the foundations of your business, you know, working out what your goals are, your vision, all of those things, but also in terms of your own brand, which obviously you're amazing at talking about, but like personal branding, knowing like, what does my brand stand for? What is my mission? What is my message? Clarity equals confidence, right? And if you're clear on something, you'll be confident in it. But the same thing happens for your audience. If you're clear on it um, then and they're clear on it, then they'll also feel confidence, right? And obviously um, energy is contagious. So if you're confident, they will be. Yeah. So, yeah. I just really want to stop you there before we go on to number two, because this so beautifully links with what you said before about like building this dream life. One of the things that I see so many people struggle with when they just start their business is feeling like they have to do it all. Like they have to reach the 10K months, get the six-figure business, get the seven-figure business, grow the large audience, be the speaker, write the book, be the podcast star, do the interviews, get the fame. Like that's so overwhelming for so many people. Mm -hmm. Literally what I'm hearing that you've said is your dream life meaning the CEO of your dream life could look vastly different to what everybody else's looks like. Take the pressure off yourself by actually figuring out both on a strategic and a mindset side of things, what that actually looks like. Like you said, you know, you can reverse engineer if you want to work four hours a day, four days a week, how much money do I need to be making Mm full-time in my business for that to be a possibility? And Ali and I know we did this exercise at the start of the year 
sometimes how much you need to make to live your dream life is so much less than the pressure that you're putting on yourself yep. in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're saying to sit down and fully work it all out. Like how mm-hmm. much do I need to, to yep. be earning to live what my dream life looks like? Exactly. A hundred percent. Because so often, you know, we get so caught up in our heads that we aren't being logical about it. And it's okay to work on your mindset. That's a huge part of business. Yeah. But I think if you're throwing all logic and all strategy out the window, it doesn't work. There has to be a a really healthy balance between both. So yeah, specifically in that example, you're exactly right. Asking yourself, how much money do I actually need to make? Because you and I both did that exercise and was like, whoa, like I need to make way less than what I thought. Way less than I did last year. Yeah. Right. Like it's just, it's crazy when you look at the actual figures or you look at the actual results and what you need to do to get you there. It's so much easier than what you think. Um, but so many, you know, side hustlers just really do overcomplicate it and think I need to do all these things. You know, I thought so funny thinking back now, but I thought when I was a side hustler that I had to have like five to seven K months before I could go full time. I was like, for me, like that was never going to happen with the amount of time I had. I was like, when I worked out what I call my bare minimum, you know, what is the logical figure to pay for my rent, to pay for my food, to pay for my bills, et cetera, you know, skip the eyelashes, skip the nails, skip the massages just for a couple of months, you know, doing those things. Exactly. And when I worked it out, I was like, I only need to make like two and a half thousand a month. That's half of what I thought I needed to make. And so of course, you know, two months later I went full time and then I tripled my income three months later because I had the extra time from going full time. So definitely looking at the exact figures and results and things like that makes it so much easier um, strategically, but also makes you feel better mindset wise. I love that you said that as well, because again, with the whole like act as if I think a lot of people think, oh, you need to just go from like being an employee working a nine to five job to being a successful entrepreneur or nobody's going to trust you as a leader, you know? And it's like this facade that you need to put up to be considered successful online. And so many people are so worried about putting themselves out there because, oh, I'm sacrificing the massage or the eyelashes and that kind of like humanizes me and therefore... Mm. I'm not as successful as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really, really great mindset that you have shared with us there because that's just the reality of business. I don't know what kind of bullshit like we've created that entrepreneurship is this some kind of like Maserati Ferrari lifestyle (laughs) and that there's no other segments within there. Yeah. What real business looks like is making sacrifices in the beginning to play that long game. Yeah, definitely. So many sacrifices. Like, not just, you know, the massages and things like that, but even just weekends going out and things like that. When I maybe wanted to launch something new or work on my services page, you know, as a side hustler, I'd be like, no, I can't come out for drinks. I really want to work on this. Yeah. Not because I felt that's what successful entrepreneurs do necessarily, which I mean, majority of them do, but because I was like the CEO version of me, the full-time version of me would do that. You know, if I knew that this is something that's going to help people, that's going to help me grow my business, it's going to help me go full time sooner, Mm -hmm. then I'm happy to make that sacrifice because it's going to get me there quicker. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So what's step two? So get clarity. Step one. Yeah. Step two. Step two, um, traveling on with the seas would be to build your community. Mm -hmm. I think community is the biggest one that a lot of people really put off. I know I mentioned earlier about how people think they need to be super clear on everything, which totally contradicts the first step clarity, but hear me out. 
But lots of people think I need to be like so on point with everything I say before I put content out there. Uh -uh. You have to start creating content today. Even if you don't plan to launch services or products for like months, start building your brand by putting out valuable free content for your audience, whether it's Instagram, you know, on the feed stories, Instagram lives, IGTV, anywhere there, Facebook group, have a free Facebook group, like email your list, start growing your list early, however you want to do it. And of course, through a rich platform, like a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blog, right? Like one of each, oh, no, don't do one of each, just one of those at yeah. least. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, don't do that. You'll honestly, you'll be burnt out in five minutes. Um, but you know, choosing some of those platforms where you know that your ideal client is likely to be hanging out and just start showing up, giving some consistent value, you know, educating people, motivating people, being open and honest, like specifically, I think in the life coaching area and the personal development area, when, if your goal is to eventually, let's say, get into coaching and helping people with mindset shifts and things, you have to go first. And I think you get to do that through your content. And what I mean by you have to go first is if you want other people to open up to you and if you want other people to engage with you, you have to first do that for them, right? You have to open up, share your story in order for them to do the same. You know, if you want to make money through like coaching, then start to give people free coaching now, not necessarily free coaching calls, but through your content, educating them, helping them, all of those things, because content, especially when building a personal brand is the backbone of everything really. And the sooner that you can start building your content, the better. So you've done something that I advise people against, but it works for you. And I want to know how you did it. So you launched a podcast this year or towards yeah. the end of last year. Yeah. Yeah. And yet you made six figures last year with no rich content platform necessarily. Yeah. How did you grow your community in the beginning? Well, in saying that, at the start of the year, I definitely was consistent with blogging, but okay. I fell off the bandwagon for at least yeah. six months. So your sentence still makes sense. Yeah. So I think for me, um, during those phase, like those stages of not blogging, um, and then you know before I started the podcast late last yeah. year, I like just upped all of my social media strategy. Cool. I like I really upped it. I think with Instagram specifically, I made sure I went live at least once or twice a week. Wow, yeah. So, so still rich content just on that platform. Yeah, you know, utilizing the the platforms that I had. Um, but yeah, I think also just having really deep conversations with people. So that's obviously not an external like, hey, here I am, I'm visible kind of strategy. That's more of a, I've been having conversations with people via DMs or, you know, in my email inbox, but I was always consistent with emails and definitely showing up on social media, but still giving, you know, the free yeah. value and the great content, but just more consistent there than anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. And that's the thing I really wanted to get out of that because I think a lot of people like, obviously I'm such an advocate for like a podcast, a YouTube mm. channel in terms of like growth and stuff. But I think the thing that is most important, what you just said is the consistency side of things. It's yeah. not like I posted once a week on Instagram and was like, why is nobody buying from me? <laughs> right. It's you just double down on one platform essentially. Yeah. And I'm the same, like anyone that comes to me and says, you know, how do I grow my audience? I'm like, get a rich content platform. Like, yeah do it despite the fact that like you said I made over six figures last year and for six months of the year I didn't have a rich content platform I still doubled down and absolutely yeah. went worked yeah. my ass off on that platform that I had 
Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Clarity, community. What's step three? I think step three is, it's not a C, damn it. Damn it. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Thesaurus up. Um, Well, I was going to say mindset. We could say confidence or courage or anything like that. But I think the third step is working on your mindset whilst you're working on the strategy. So whilst you're, you know, being really clear on everything, whilst you're building your community, your content and all of those things, definitely you have to be working on your mindset, whether it's your confidence in showing up, you know, your confidence in going live, the imposter syndrome side of things where you're like, oh my God, I'm starting to think about offering services or products. Like it's a bit scary working through those things, you know, starting to build the self-trust. That was a big part of me um, going full-time was trusting myself that if I do go full-time, it will be okay. I will work hard for it. I will make sacrifices. Um, So I think the mindset work, obviously you talk about it a lot, which is fabulous, but I think it's one part of business that a lot of people really forget about, especially in the early stages. So I would say, you know, have your clarity, know exactly what you're doing, where you're doing it, all of those things and build the community, build the content, build the trust with people, but be continuously working on your mindset and, a little side note off of that is holding yourself accountable. It's showing up, being consistent, doing all of those things that you know are going to get you to where you want to go. Even if on the day to day, you don't see big changes because you won't, by the way, it's never going to happen. Be consistent because it is a snowball and it is slowly over time, really building. And you just have to have the consistency to keep going and the motivation and the self-trust to keep going. One thing that you talk about heaps as well, because I think one of the things that, people find the most detrimental to their confidence is. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Not getting clients, right? I think a lot of people are like, I'm putting in the work. I'm like putting myself out there. I'm doing all the things. I've got the website. I'm doing the content. But like the clients still aren't rolling in. From your experience with all the people that you've worked with, what's the main reason behind that? Like why do you think that some people like are able to easily get clients, both either mindset or strategic? I'd love to just hear your answer. Like why do you think some people are able to get clients pretty quickly in their business and maintain Mm -hmm. that consistency and others Mm -hmm. aren't? I think mindset wise, I would say definitely like, self-belief like belief in yourself yeah even um in the sense of faith like having this underlying faith and this like i've got this kind of attitude of even if i don't have a client today i'm gonna still show up because i know that a client is on their way to me right like having this unshakable faith of if i keep doing what i'm doing and if i keep trying new things and experimenting which i'll go into in a sec which is the second part you know, if I keep doing these things and I keep trying new strategies and I keep showing up and working on myself, then I know that I will attract the dream clients because self-belief is everything. Like if you don't believe in yourself, like we can't expect others to like, like I said before, if you aren't confident, people are going to pick up on that and then they're not going to be confident. 
So you've really got to believe in who you are, you know, what you're selling, how much you're selling it for, you know, people doubt their prices, people doubt that they're going to make money, that people are going to want to book with them, that they're good enough. And they're all of the things that you want to work with mindset wise, right? They're all the limiting beliefs that have to be ripped out. And I think the number one biggest mistake that I see so many people making when it comes to, you know, getting rid of a limiting belief is, and this strategy definitely works, but not in all cases, is they just rewrite it. They just, you know, what's my limiting belief? I'm not good enough to make money. And they rewrite it and say, I am good enough to make money. But what they're not realizing is that doesn't feel good for them. But what they're not realizing is that that's actually a deep rooted fear from like, years ago or from yeah. when they were a little kid and you know someone said to their mum like you know you're a shit chef you can't make any money um you'll never make it big you're yeah. not worthy of making money right like or you saw something happen between your parents or siblings and so that's the biggest mistake that people make is not starting to question where things are coming from like why are the fears coming up why are these limiting beliefs there because i always explain it like you know, you have a pear tree in your backyard and you really want it to be an apple tree. So you go up to the pear tree and you pull all the pears off and you're like, thank God, all the pears are gone. And then you're like, right, okay, I can go inside, go about my life and hopefully some apples will pop up. You go back out a couple months, there's pears again. You're like, what the hell? Why are they here? But what you don't realize is you have to rip the root of the tree out, get rid of the pear tree altogether, rip it out, deal with it, which is not always fun, but deal with it, right? And then plant a new seed, plant the new empowering beliefs then, aka the apple tree, and then you'll get apples, right? So So you've got to go deeper than just, oh, I'm going to rewrite my beliefs and say them as mantras. Because like we talked about before, acting as if and stuff like that, if it doesn't feel true to you, it's not going to work. It's not going to impact you at all. Yeah. I love that so freaking much. And then is there anything on a strategy side of things? So that's the mindset part of it, which I believe is obviously probably the most important because mindset leads to the strategy, but is there any like, even like little things like points of differentiation? Like I know one that I speak about a lot is obviously, you know, some people just don't show up as leaders. Like they show up just as communicators, Mm. curators, and then they expect people to, to want to buy from them. But I think another thing that I see and maybe don't speak about enough is I think there's got to be some level of professionalism with mm. what you do. No, we're not talking about pantsuits and stuff, <laughs> but you know, if you're, if you're throwing up stuff on the internet that looks like your five-year-old nephew made, yeah. you know, that, that people aren't going to see you as a leader. So is there anything mm. like that that you think yeah. the difference in people's getting yeah, clients? I think so. Like, I think for me, I agree with both of those, by the way, wholeheartedly. I think the biggest thing that I would say from the women that I've worked with and the women I've helped would be the people that have attracted the dream clients have been the ones that, you know, not only the mindset stuff like we talked about, but from a strategic point of view, have tried new things and haven't been the person that, you know, is, no, this is what works. This is what I have to do. I just have to show up on Instagram stories every day and I'll sell it out. And that's it. I'm not trying anything new. I'm not stepping outside my comfort zone. I'm just going to just do the same thing because I see that that's what other people do and they sell out their programs, right? So for me, the people that, that do tend to have more success, whether it's client income, like, or whatever it is, is typically because they're willing to experiment And they're willing to try new things, to try new angles, whether that's, you know, like we've talked about through messaging and marketing coming at it from different angles, or if it is just trying outside the box techniques, 
But I think that's one thing that's really missing. And it's a key part of being an entrepreneur. Like we are curious beings by nature. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to, you know, booking clients or making sales and things like that, people often think that there's one way to do it. Like it's like show up on Instagram stories, talk about it and boom, you're booked. It's like, that's not the reality of it. There's more in it than that. It doesn't have to be hard. I'm not saying you've got to do 50 more, you know, things. Yeah. But, you know, I think having a curious brain and starting to experiment with the way that you do things, not being, you know, tunnel vision, this is the only way, but having some curiosity about you because, you know, that's what I've seen in clients time and time again is when they show up, you know, consistently, which obviously is what we talked about. Yeah, consistent. But, okay. but just shows showing up different ways and trying new things, that's what excites people. And that's what, you know, magnetizes people. We talk about magnetizing dream clients. And that's what magnetizes people to you is when you do show up in new, fun and exciting ways. Um, so I think really thinking outside the box is, is huge when it comes to selling and things like that. I agree. And consistency, like that's probably the third and probably even most important thing out of my, Mm. like, what's the difference between those who get clients and those who don't like, you know, the leader part going the extra mile, just putting in that little bit of extra effort. But, you know, I see so many people who are putting content out, not getting the clients. So then they disappear for a month and then (laughs) they put the content out, don't get the clients. And it is this like vicious, almost like yo-yo style of trying to make money online. So what's your like advice then, especially with coronavirus going on now. I know you just did a really cool live on that. Obviously it will be disappeared. Do you put your lives on IGTV by any? Uh, They'll be on my Facebook page. Cool. So I'll leave the Facebook page link to that live below because obviously this will be out my Friday and it's Tuesday now, Mm -hmm. but like in times where things are stressful and out of control or internally, you're just feeling the heat of like not getting clients and all of that. Like how, what's your advice to your clients on how they can stay consistent and keep mm-hmm. going up because that's yeah. the key. That's the key to it all. Like if you just keep doing something, it will eventually work. Not, yeah. not, not keep doing the same thing, but keep yeah. working towards one goal. Like yeah. you will get there. If you take a step every day, a zigzag, a skip, mm-hmm. a hop, a jump, a leap, like mm-hmm. all these different things, you will eventually get to that goal, right? But then yeah. what happens when that roadblock comes in the way? Coronavirus, something happens in their life, you yeah. know, big struggle with mindset. Like how do they move past that to still stay consistent? Yeah. And, and that's exactly right is is I think staying focused on your goal is obviously key, but things do happen in life like the coronavirus or other things. And I think that's where the mindset work really does come in. I think it's more of a mindset thing than it is a strategy thing. Like definitely, definitely reach out to your coach, reach out to your mentor, reach out to your, you know, business besties, people that are in entrepreneurship that, or people that are going through something similar to you. I think that's the key because they can offer a different perspective, motivate you, push you, hold you accountable, all of those things. But I think really what the key is, is the mindset side of things is not just, you know, oh shit, you know, the shit's hit the fan. Now I need to work on my mindset, but making sure that before the shit hits the fan, you've already started working on your mindset, which is why I said it was key before because so many people never, you know, put in the work in the initial stages when their life is great. Cause they're like, Oh, my life is great. I don't need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But really it's almost like preparation. Like when you're in those phases where life's amazing, that's when you really should be journaling and meditating and doing all these things to work on your mindset the most, because one day the shit is going to hit the fan and you are really going to have to rely 
on those strategies and on, on your little toolkit. The pre-work that you did, yeah. Yeah, right? Like it's like building yourself up for that moment where the shit hits a fan and you're like, I got this. Like I'm prepared. I feel good. I'm not stressed about this. But one thing that I did share in this live, which if um, anyone listening goes and watches it, I said, you know, at the moment, like I'm in the middle of a launch and I could choose to just be like, no, I'm going to call it off. But for me, that doesn't serve anyone. Like no. it's, it's an online program, right? Like it's safe for me to do it. Like obviously if it's a live in-person thing, safety is key, but because it's an online program for me, I'm like, that doesn't serve anyone. Then I don't get to help women, you know, become empowered CEOs. I don't get to help them do these things. Then I don't feel fulfilled and being yeah. fulfilled and living my best life whilst helping other people do that is priority for me. Like that's what I'm on this planet for is like for me to feel fulfilled but for others to feel that way as well. And so if I, you know, retract because of fear and if I give in to fear, because we have a choice, we all have a choice. Like we get to either choose fear and choose panic and choose overwhelm and choose stress, which I'm not saying, you know, is um, a hard thing to do. It is very easy when the media is so in your face yeah, about it. Sure. But on the other hand, we also have a choice to lean into you know, trusting and having faith and love and having gratitude. You know, we have great healthcare. We have, you know, lots of us work from home. Even if you're a side hustler, you know, maybe you do work at a day job, but you also get to work on your business when you are at home. So I think just holding the faith, but also doing the work before the shit hits the fan really is key. And if you're sitting here like, okay, I didn't do it. The shit hit the fan. Now, what do I do? Like start now. There's yeah. no better time to start anything than the present. So start now get yourself prepared for when the next piece of shit hits the fan. <laughs> so, or you know this I mean? just gets worse. Yeah. Or, or yeah. there's completely no food. <laughs> well, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Talk, talk to us about, so you said you're in the launch at the moment. I'm so excited. I want you to talk about that a little bit as well. Cause this is like your signature mastermind yeah. program, right? And that's uh, all the stuff we've been speaking about today, stepping into that CEO. Like, can you just take us through the program? Maybe there's someone who's listening to this and they're like, right. Yeah. Now is definitely the time. Like yeah. I want to start a business. I'm in my job. My job's not secure. I don't like going to work. Coronavirus, all this stuff. <laughs> like all the things. Best, I, I honestly, like I'm not even joking. I personally believe now is the best time to start a business an online business. Yeah. Maybe not a restaurant, I agree. maybe not an events business. <laughs> yeah. But now is the best time to start an online business. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there is so much more opportunity. Like Ali said before, your number one thing you should be focusing on in the beginning is growing your audience, growing your community, yeah. right? Yeah. The traffic of people online looking at content is going to be like increased by tenfold because mm -hmm. not only is it more people are online at once, which is going to help algorithmically, but yeah. there's just going to be more people online for the next two weeks or so, yeah. especially. So yeah. Even even longer than that, because after that, people will still be cautious. You know, more yeah, people are going to opt to stay home and do self-development, do learning, be entertained. Edutainment is going to thrive in this time. Mm -hmm. But like, I personally didn't leave now is the best time to start a business. So if someone is sitting here thinking about that, you mm -hmm. actually have a program right now, which is mm -hmm. going to help you do that, right? Tell yeah. us about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you said, it is my signature program and it is a group mastermind. It's called the Empowered Entrepreneur Mastermind. I love it. And literally the program is in the name. Like it is all about, you know, no matter what stage of business you're at, you know, I've had side hustlers in it. I've had women who were just starting coaching businesses who were previously photographers, um, you know, so a completely new different business. And I've also had ladies who were already full time, but 
the point of the program is not necessarily to help you get from, you know, A to Z in your business. Of course, I do help you get more clients. I do help you make more money, but it's about both the strategy and mindset sides of business. Because as we've talked about today, it really does take a healthy mix of both. And so through this program, you know, my main focus is to have you come out the other side, feeling more empowered, feeling more confident. And when I say more confident, I do just mean like as a person feeling more confident, that will definitely happen. But I mean, feeling more confident, charging what you're worth, you know, feeling more confident, showing up online, feeling more confident, saying no to a less than ideal client and not feeling bad about it. Like they're all the things that the women who've come into this program have been like, help me. I can't deal with these things. And they go out the other side, empowered, confident, courageous, fierce, fearless, being like, I've got this, like I own my business now. And at the core of it, that's when they become the CEOs in their businesses, as we talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. that. And obviously then like the mastermind support for all those times where it is difficult, especially now, like more than ever, I think this has revealed too much how much we just need each other. I love the hashtag that's trending at the moment. Um, together apart. <laughs> like that's so- yeah, that is so true. That is so true. That's like, so right. That's that's like that's like the best hashtag for the you know a mastermind that's run yeah. online because it is like we may be from all over the world, but like yeah. we're together in our goals, we're together in our vision, we're together in our missions. Yeah, even though we're not together physically, like yeah. when women come together in that. Mm-hmm. You know, type of environment they do amazing things I personally believe. oh yeah some of the greatest connections that I have with women on like in the world are you know from this mastermind and from yeah. just having those conversations and and really opening up because like we talked about before when you are going through you know struggles in business or you are wanting to grow but you're like shit what's my next step leaning on others who are going through something similar or who have been through what you're going through that can be there to support you and guide you and hold you accountable and just be that, that shoulder to lean on, not to cry on, but like be that shoulder to lean on and be like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can anyone offer advice? That would be, you know, the number one thing that I think so many women that have been through the program have like thrived off of like some of the ladies that have been in the program, I've run it twice now have become like internet BFFs. Like they catch up weekly for FaceTime calls because they're like, Oh my God, I can't live without you. And that's the type of, um, you know, connections that, that I want to make because business can get lonely. And I think it's something that we kind of forget to talk about is entrepreneurship. Whilst it's amazing being in your bunny slippers at home with dog hair on your leggings, (laughs) it also can get really lonely. And so, you know, connection is everything. And yeah, having those people by your side that can just support you, nurture you, help you grow, um, but also just be business best friends with, which is fun. Um, I think it's key. Yeah. Especially at the moment. (laughs) For sure. Where can people find you and all these details for this amazing, amazing mastermind? I just love that so much, like business besties. And so many relationships get developed out of you working with people online. I mean, mm. Ali and I are basically best friends now. We're going to go camping and go like yeah. two and four wheel riding in the bush. We're going to go yes. on <laughs> nature rides. 
Oh my god, it's gonna be the best fun ever. <laughs> she, she, pro- she promised me this. She told me she had a farm with a with yeah. a basically MX track on it. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Dad got the bobcat up there and like has done you know all the motorbike tracks for us. So we just have to tee it up. <laughs> I'm down. See, see the type of things that can be built out of online relationships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, you can if you want to know more about the mastermind. Um, honestly, the best place for anyone to connect with me about anything is Instagram. I'm always on there. Um, my Instagram handle is at Allie May. It's E-L-L-E-Y-M-A-E. Um, but if you did want to check out the mastermind, just go to AllieMay.com forward slash mastermind and you will find all of the details. But DM me if you have any questions. I love voice noting people. So. Oh my God, I love. I love. Thank you so much. Honestly, that was such a good, like, just what we needed to hear for those people who yeah. are in a space where maybe you don't feel so secure, they maybe don't feel so confident. I think we really just covered off all of those steps and hopefully for the you listening, just really made it a tangible process. Yeah. Like it doesn't need to be this big, scary, difficult thing starting a business with the right support, with the right mindset, with the right clarity and with the right plan, you can step into the role of that CEO version of you and build really that dream life. And it doesn't need to be as far away as you think it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. 110%. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you. Yay. Thank you. Bye. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.